You're listening to the Hill City Teaching Podcast, a recording of the Sunday morning service at Hill City Church. We would love to have you join us in person. More information can be found at www.hillcity.church. There's a book called uh, I Became a Christian All I Got Was a Lousy T-Shirt. And this book had a pretty drastic impact on my journey as, as being a disciple of Jesus and growing as a disciple of Jesus. And um, this, this book, in this book, Vince uh, Ananucci, the, the writer of the book, tells this story of his, his, his salvation story. How, how did he come to know Jesus as his Lord and Savior? And in this story, at this point of his life, he, he didn't think he'd ever met a Christian. His dad was a professional gambler. His, his mom um, did some questionable things for for a profession. Um, and up to this point in his life, he, he, he assumed he'd never met a Christian, at least not a pronounced one. And he went off to college and he was pre-law while he was at college and he was dating this girl at the time. Um, and they were going to go out on, <clears throat> on Easter Sunday to, to brunch, not planning to go to church because, well, neither of them knew Jesus or even about Jesus. And while his girlfriend was getting ready, he, he sat down and turned on the TV. And we turned on the TV, uh, it was a, a preacher sitting in a big overstuffed chair. And this preacher was arguing of how important it was uh, that we realized that Jesus didn't actually die on a Friday, but he died on a Wednesday. It was enough of an intrigue of like, why is this so important? That he asked his girlfriend at the time, hey, do you have a Bible? <clears throat> Look. Looking at him confusingly, she's, she thought for a second and said, I, I think I do. Let me find it. <clears throat> she finds her Bible and she dusts it off and gives it to him and says, I don't, I don't need it. You can, you can just have it. And he started to read this thing. And being a pre-law student, he started to read this thing to try to figure out whether or not it was true. See, when he started to read the story, he assumed it'd be like any other story. Any other make-believe, um, fictional story. It would start with, you know, in the beginning, rather than in the beginning, it would, it would start with once upon a time. But as he started to read these accounts and these stories, he realized that these, these stories are built in history. Meaning there would be facts that he could find to validate or invalidate these stories. And him being the pre-law major that he was, he decided, I'm going to dig into this and see if this is true. He started to dig into it and, and, and validate or invalidate it. He, he started to believe it. And sitting in his dorm room one night, he decided to give his life to Jesus. He, he read the words that Jesus said, confess with your mouth that I am Lord and believe in your heart that I, ro- that I died and rose again and you shall be saved. And that's what he did. And as he continued to read through these stories, he, he read about these people called Christians. These people are courageous. These people were bold. These people lived life and adventure, accomplished things that, that were unheard of. As he, as he read through Jesus' story and all the miracles that Jesus performed, and then he read the words that, that these, all these Christians would perform even greater things than Jesus. He just had to meet these Christians. And as some time went on, he eventually decided to go to church. He found a church nearby his house, and he was all excited. I'm going to be able to meet these Christians. 
these people I've been reading about, these people that are so fascinating, that, that love so well, that sacrifice often, I, I get to meet them. Little timid, puts on his, his Sunday best, and he, he goes into the, the church service, and he sees a pew, a, a bench, and he sits down at it. And the service goes on like any other service in, in, often, in often churches, sorry, any other services throughout American churches. And the pastor prayed and said amen and dismissed the congregation. And that's really the essence of the title the book comes from. That I became a Christian, but all I got was this lousy t-shirt. Paul, one of the writers, the primary writer of the New Testament, established churches all throughout Asia Minor. was so convinced of this message of Christianity that after being beaten three times with rods, once pelted with stones, three times he was shipwrecked. He spent a night and a day in open sea. He still believed, and not only did he believe, he dedicated his life to it. What happened to these types of Christians? If this is what Christianity was supposed to be, what what happened to it? We're starting a new series today. We're, we're calling it Disciple. I mean, it's really a foundational piece. It's a peek behind the curtain a sermon message of, of what we're trying to be and what we're trying to do here at Hill City. See, we want to make disciples. It's what Jesus commanded us. Right, right before Jesus ascends back into heaven, after his death and resurrection, after he spent a little bit more time with the disciples, and he's leaving the disciples to start this movement that he's calling the church, he looks at him and he says, Therefore, go. Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you, and surely I am with you always, till the very end of the age. That same command that he gave his disciples is the same mission that he gives the church today, that he gives you today. He calls us to go and make disciples. But oftentimes that isn't the result of the work of the church. Oftentimes we're just trying to create converts, people that are willing to fill seats and come back on a regular basis, that are willing to serve from time to time and give so the budgets can be met. And becoming a convert is a part of the journey, but it's not where the journey stops. No, we want to make disciples. We want to make people that follow and know Jesus. But if we're going to try to make those types of people here at Hill City, we need to have a definition of what it is. Because the reality is, I could ask the room right now, hey, what is a disciple? And there's a good chance that we're going to have 50, 30, 60 different answers. And that was all just for one person. <laughs> so we're getting everybody on the same page. Here at Hill City, this is how we define disciple. 
We define it from Matthew 4.19. So when Jesus calls Simon Peter and his brother Andrew, um, one of the first disciples to, to walk with Jesus in his three years of ministry here on earth. Matthew 4.19 says, And he said to them, Come, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. There's three pieces to this verse that we kind of break apart, and these are the three elements that we want to see inside of the disciples of Jesus. This is what we're trying to do. When, we, when, when Jesus says, I want you to go make disciples, this is what we're trying to make here at Hill City. If you journey with us long enough, if you walk with us long enough, you're going to start to experience these things. You're going to start to see them, whether in other people or in yourself, depending on if you want to get into the game. But we, we define this, disciples of Jesus as this. They come, follow me. A disciple of Jesus is one that knows and follows Jesus. They know Jesus, and they're following Jesus. Following is an act of trust. And we're not just saying know of Jesus. Right? There's plenty of people in this world that know of Jesus. There's plenty of people that, that, that claim to be Christians that know of Jesus. They know facts about Jesus. Right? It's kind of like this. Uh, say you're trying to get to know someone, you met them for the first time, and you decide to do a little Facebook stalking because you're a little bit bored. You, you friend request them, and they accept your friend request, and you start to do a deep dive on their profile. I don't recommend this, but people do it. And as you deep dive onto their profile, you learn that they're married and they have kids and they have two brothers and, and they like to take family vacations together and, and he works at this place and, you know, for fun, he, he does these sports and these hobbies and these activities. You see that his oldest son is a soccer star. You know all these different facts about them. But you never had a conversation outside of the original conversation with them. The question becomes, do you know them? No. You know facts about them, but you don't know them. And this is what we're trying to help people come to terms with one to realize, but also start to live out. That we want people to know Jesus. Just not, they don't just know facts about him. They're not just read Bible stories about him from time to time, but that they know intimately in relationship with him. They know Jesus. They know how to foster relationship. They know how to grow in the midst of that relationship. They know this man. This is the beauty of what Jesus went to the cross for, to restore this type of connection, this type of relationship with his creation. That we know God. That he isn't just an idea or a distant being. That I know him and I talk to him and we spend time together. And then as I grow in that relationship and I, the trust is built in that relationship, I start to follow him better. Meaning I give him my trust and I do what he asks me to do. I deal with the things he asks me to deal with. I follow his lead as he guides me through this life. It becomes less about what I want and how I want to live this life and more about who Jesus has called us to be. And as I know Jesus and follow Jesus, I'm growing as a disciple of Jesus. Right? Come and follow me and I will 
make you. A disciple of Jesus is someone that is changed by Jesus. It's really difficult to encounter Jesus and not be changed by him. But all too often, we don't do the work to actually know Jesus and walk in relationship with Jesus. We keep it sterile. We keep it as a task to be completed. You know, from time to time, I I find my Bible and I read it. We make sure we pray before every meal. We do all these tasks and activities, but it's not fostering relationship. And then we wonder why we're still the same person we've been for the last five years. We don't love more. We don't care more. We don't have more peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, self-control. The byproducts of relationship with Jesus. It's because one of two things, you're not actually walking with Jesus in relationship. Or two, you're trying to do it on your own. You've taken that change process and taken that responsibility and said, it's my job to change myself. The reality is, you can't. Jesus was clear. You have no power over sin without Christ. To will something into existence simply just leads to exhaustion. You end up being one of those tired Christians that wonder what's the point. Instead of one of those Christians that are living a courageous, adventurous life, where we get to be, we get be able to get to the end of it and say, Man, Jesus, what a ride. The places I went, the people I impacted, God, the things that you did in me and through me. I never thought that'd be possible. We all want that life of meaning. This is how we find it. That we don't just sit as converts of, uh, from the gospel, that we take that gospel and start to live it day in and day out in relationship with Jesus. The disciple of Jesus knows and follows Jesus and the, the byproduct of knowing and following Jesus, having those conversations about hard things, digging to the root of these issues with him in prayer and in conversation, taking those steps of faith and, and, and doing the things he's asking you to do. By walking with Jesus, knowing and following Jesus, the byproduct is, is a changed heart that we start to change. That we start to love God more and love others more. The great commandments. That we start to see the fruits of the Spirit. Peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, goodness. That those start to come out of us. Not because we're chasing those specific things. We're just chasing Jesus and being an active participant in that relationship. And letting Him do the work to change our hearts. I don't say this as a theoretical idea. I say this as I've experienced it myself. I wish I learned these things 10 years ago. I wish I could see the growth that I would have had this last 10 years as a disciple of Jesus, seeing my faith increase, my love increase. But it wasn't until three, four years ago that I started to take my relationship with Jesus Not just seriously, it's always been serious to me. But it's no longer just a task, something to do, something to accomplish. But he was a person to engage with. As I walked with Jesus and my faith increased, and I talked about the hard things of life, the things that I needed to deal with, the roots of some of my sin, 
And Jesus started to bring, started to bring this love out of me. This peace out of me. This patience out of me. Come follow me. Know and follow Jesus. I will make you. Disciple, a disciple is one that is changed by Jesus. The final part of that verse is fishers of men. A disciple of Jesus is one that is on mission with Jesus. That they realize that this life isn't about what they want. That we don't get to the fullness of life if we chase the, the, the fleeting things that, that we desire. No, we get to the fullness of life when we choose to get on board and start to live out what Jesus has done in us so others can experience it. It's less about me and more about what I can do for those that haven't experienced what I've experienced. Sometimes we like to skip steps in the discipleship process. We like to go from knowing and following Jesus to, to being on mission with Jesus because it, it fills something inside of us. It, it feeds our pride and, and our meaning, our desire for meaning. But if we're not changed by Jesus, we get to the mission of Jesus and it becomes really hard and exhausting because it's me trying to accomplish it rather than Jesus accomplishing it in me and through me. Here at Hill City, we're trying to make disciples. And next week, we'll go into a little, little more detail of how we actually do this, at least from a 10,000-foot view. Our goal isn't to, to create church services that are packed full to the brim. Though that may be the byproduct, it's not the aim. Jesus didn't tell me to build his church. He told me to make disciples and that he would build his church. And as we've journeyed on this road for the last year, year and a half, of trying to make disciples, it excites me to see faces in the audience, in the crowd, that they're living this. You'll see this around that we wear these bracelets here at Hill City. And if you've gone through Culture Course 301, it's you, you lead Hill City. It's essentially how we make disciples, how we reproduce ourselves. But when you go through that course and you start to actively become a disciple maker, we give you this bracelet and in the bracelet just says disciple maker, Matthew 4.19 just to remind us why we're here, just to remind us the mission that God has placed before us to complete and accomplish. But I look at those, some of those disciple makers and I see the impact they are having and it makes me proud to be your pastor. It gets me excited to, to think where we might be two years from now, five years from now, a decade from now, and the impact that we may have the reach that may be in our future. 
because we've decided to take Jesus' word seriously and reproduce disciples rather than try to build churches. Because as we try to reproduce disciples, we see genuine growth and change in people because we're teaching them how to know and follow Jesus. We talk a lot about relationship here at Hill City. Relationship is the place that hope lives. You walk in to our lobby, that's the statement that's on the wall. This is the place hope lives. Hope lives inside of relationship. Learning how to foster relationship with God and foster relationship with his community. In the midst of those places, we grow as disciples of Jesus. That we're changed by Jesus. And we catch the vision to get on mission with Jesus. We're not just another church trying to do church. Services are great. They play a role. They're important. But they're not the most important thing that we do. The most important thing that we do is the relationships that we build during the week. The investments into those relationships that we have for the sake of seeing them come to know Jesus. Following Jesus. Being changed by Jesus. And getting on mission with Jesus. I'm assuming all of us want to be in that place where we get to see the power of God on display. We get to those places when we walk with Jesus as his disciples and not just sit in chairs as his converts. There's an impact that God has before us. But it's an impact that's only going to get reached by the Hill City community if we choose to become genuine disciples of Jesus. And if you're sitting there today and you're like, Josh, I I want that, but I don't know what to do. There's plenty of people walking around the room wearing these bracelets. They may even have lanyards on. Go up to them and just say, hey, I want to be a disciple of Jesus. Will you teach me how? If that's too bold and you're like, that seems terrifying. Go to the Next Step Center right over there next to the Hill City banner and just say, hey, I want to join a community group. Great place to start that journey of learning what it means to be a disciple of Jesus and grow in relationship with his church. Right after this service, we'll be hosting Culture Course. Culture Course 101, as we call it, We Are Hill City, and just an opportunity to hear what we're about. We'll dig into this idea just a little bit more. And give you some actionable next steps. Not just community groups, but how do you actually foster a relationship with Jesus? What needs to be there? What do I need to practice? So join us. And if you're sitting here and you're like, man, I don't have what they're talking about. Like I know of Jesus, but I don't know Jesus. We all start in the same place. And it's coming to a saving knowledge of who Jesus is. Jesus, Paul says this, he says, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, meaning he's in control, he's in charge of your life. And believe in your heart that Jesus was the Son of God, he died a sinner's death and was raised again, you shall be saved. It's a simple prayer. God, I'm a sinner in need of your grace. God, I realize that I've been trying to do this on my own and it's not working and I need you. 
Thank you that you lived the perfect life. Thank you that you died in my place. Thank you that you rose again. I am yours. Thanks for listening to the Hill City Teaching Podcast. We hope it was helpful to you to become a more devoted disciple of Jesus. More information can be found at www.hillcity.church. Thank you.